In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, we talk all the time about these cloud conversations. We're going to do one live. You don't want to miss it. But what if I do? Shut your <laughs> face. <laughs> Marriage is I, the cute in the Moran family studio with my willing wife, <laughs> Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, give a salutation. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Don't do that. You'll scare Derek. Yeah, it's funny. If he listens to this, I don't think I've ever done the uh, the Elmo voice on here, so now y'all know. Uh, there's a few One voices. One of the many people that live mm. in Quincy's head. That's right. So... Before we get started, make sure if this show is making a positive impact on you, please go and give it a review. Why does that matter? Because it broadens the platform. I've just realized after five long years of doing this podcast, because officially we are doing it for five years, um, I have it under parenting instead of marriage, which I think it, I think it might have been something. It's parents and something else under Apple. I don't know what it is under the other ones, but it could be, it's probably all the same thing. Anyway, with that being said, if you want to email me, email, that's C4 is kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com. Quincy at MVSM. At <laughs> you need a C4. I just might. Quincy <laughs> at MVSMpodcast.com. My gosh, my mouth is a little dry. Hmm. Let me get a little water going on. Okay, here we are, and as usual, I'm going to be very, very clear, and I'm going to be very transparent about where we are in life, and the show has been going on now. This is our fifth, the, the fifth year. We started the show in October five years ago. I'm dating the show, but that's fine, and I never knew what it was going to become. Originally, I started this podcast out because... I need an outlet to speak and to be creative. And Coach Rita had made such an impact on our marriage. And I, I wanted to do it as a pay it forward. I originally wanted to introduce Coach Rita to the world. Things happened. It changed. Um, additionally, I thought I could use this particular podcast to venture off into another one. And I still have plans to do that. And I thought at some point I could make some money. Because the Moran family has a lot of mouths to feed. Then I started getting emails about people in their marriage. And I was like, okay, forget the money thing. This is bigger than I thought it was. And now, I'm sure at some point I want to make money. Not necessarily on this podcast. But I want to make a difference. And some of the emails I got were really hard. I mean, about men and women and their marriage and them being separated and living in the same house. And it, it was heart wrenching. And I'm like, I got to do something about this. But with that being said, I'm not great at marketing. I'm just not. So what I do is the show. There are probably 30 videos on Facebook where I'd get on live on Sundays and just talk about what was on my heart. And then, you know, the kids came to a certain age they're doing more. I'm doing more for work. 
we're doing more for family. And it got to the point where it's like, okay, just do the podcast and get it out there. Let it grow organically. You're giving it the best you have. You're present in the moment when you're doing the podcast. You're doing things to better yourself. And then you try to take that insight, you give it to the audience. So that's what I do. And I've been talking to my cousin about how we can expand this platform for the simple fact that the farther we go along, the more I realize no matter where you are and what country you're in, to a degree, marriage is marriage. And people all across this world are suffering in silence because they are believing some lie from their childhood. They're living in fear. They're assuming that their spouse should know their thoughts. They're frustrated about sex. They're struggling with money. And on and on and on it goes. We're over 260 episodes now, which I'm very proud of. I'm proud of you, honey, for putting yourself out there. Very proud. And I'm proud of us for doing this. Through all of my surgeries, we never missed an episode. And my commitment to God when I started to do this as a passion project to pay it forward is I don't want to miss an episode for five years. I want to do this for five years and not miss an episode, and we have accomplished that. So now it's time to figure out what's the next iteration of the podcast going to look like. Do we stop? Do I shut it down? Close the doors. We've got five years worth of episodes out there. There's billions of people in the world. Maybe they listen and they learn from what we already have. And do I go put my time into something else? Or do we continue this on? I have other projects that I need to work on, but my time is very limited. And I want to act according to what I believe my calling is, and I want to continue to pay it forward to humanity. It's my role on this earth, to whatever degree that looks like. So for years and years and years, I have wanted to be a public speaker. I want to go out and talk. I want to go out and educate. I want to go out and influence people to believe that they are better than they think they are so that they can grow, so they can take this life, they can grow, and they can make a positive impact on whoever they are around. And I've struggled with doing it because I'm not ultra wealthy. And I've thought for the longest time the, the great qualifier is you got to have tons of money. And thanks to my cousin, Michelle, uh, she demystified that. And she really put that to rest. Uh, as my faithful listeners know, I don't push my, my faith on this podcast. I don't push my religion, but I am a Christian. And like it, love it, or hate it, one of the facts of the matter is, is that my cousin Michelle made this point to me. If Jesus had depended on his pocketbook or his bank account to verify his credibility, then he would have never made the difference he made in this earth. And they still tell his story thousands of years later. I mean, that's incredible. There are, I think now, three billion people who profess 
faith in Christ on this earth. We can hear all that microphone action, honey. Sorry, it wasn't placed right. <laughs> so I'm not here to say that I'm Christ or I'm going to make an impact like he did. Mm. I, I only care about influencing and building the people I'm responsible for, whoever they may be. And I can no longer live with that lie that it's only money that qualifies you to go out and speak to people because I have nearly a quarter of a century experience in marriage, relationship, and changing my life. And whether I'm ultra-wealthy or not, I mean, to me, that's irrelevant. Because like Jesus, I'm going to give a message. Um, and, the, and, and what qualifies is, is who sends you and what your message is. It reminds me of what Bill used to say. And I'm like, crap, how did it take me this long just to get it? So now I'm at the point where it's like, it's no longer a consideration. I'm going to go out and I'm going to speak publicly. I'm going to go to events, however that, however I'm going to work that out. But what is the fate of this podcast and what is it going to become? We are, Jeannie and I are both reading a book that my cousin Michelle suggested, uh, written by a lady called Julia Gentry. We I, lovingly refer to her as Julia Gulia, so now you know. Yeah, anytime you've heard it, that's her. You have and to understand Wedding Singer is kind of a, a staple in this house. I love that movie. <laughs> and so this book by Julia Gulia is... Gentry. Julia Gentry. Read the official name of it, if you would. Dream, I Dare You. Dream, I Dare You by Julia Gentry. And let me tell you what. You better be ready. Whether, Irregardless of your faith... Wherever it is, if you're an atheist or whatever, this book probably digs deeper than any book I've ever been associated with in helping you understand why you do what you do. It really exposes you to you. And so Jeannie was talking about, there's a part in there about dreaming and about dreaming big and what you want to do. And the one place she struggled with was the podcast. So I want to have a cloud discussion. Ten minutes to tell you I want to have a cloud discussion about the mm -hmm. podcast and what... You're not a monologuer at all. I am, C4. I am a monologuer. <laughs> uh, ten minutes to tell you all that. I, I had to give you a little bit of backstory so you would understand, but what do I want from the podcast? Does that matter as much as what you, the listener, wants from this podcast? No, it doesn't. You... And what you want and what you need matters more to me than what I want. I'm going to give you some of my ideas. I'm going to hear from Jeannie on what her ideas are. I don't know if she knows how big of a role she plays and how important she is to this show. Because maybe I don't tell her enough. Maybe she undervalues herself. I'm not sure. Do you know? Let me just ask you that question. Do you know how important you are to this show? I don't know. I don't really think about it. I mean... When we were doing the dream thing, it was like, I I can picture, I don't look at it as my dream. I, I look at the podcast as your dream. I'm along for the ride. Yep. That's, I mean, I wasn't originally supposed to be part of it. <laughs> and then I just kind of became part of it. Yeah. So it's it's not something that I consider to be 
necessarily mine. I'm just part of. Well, the original intention, like I say, was to introduce Coach Rita and the great work that she does to the world. It was going to, it was going to ultimately be a place for her to show her skill set and her be the one helping people. I was going to tell people about my marriage and I wanted her to be able to kind of assume this role in the show to be like the marriage coach. Mm -hmm. Me read the emails and her coach wasn't going to be as much about my journey, but then it changed. I was definitely in for being transparent about my journey until the emails started coming in about other guys. So that's why it was going to be man versus marriage because guys would email in and then she would be able to help and coach them and maybe develop her coaching program to help guys all over the world. That was my expectation of it. And we had a pretty intense talk at one time because you either were or were expressing some frustration that you were not involved. Um, and I thought, I thought you and I would have some kind of a different podcast like after this one, then comes this one, but it didn't work out that way. Anyway, she had a situation with life where she had to step out of the show. And naturally it's like, I, I, I want you to come and be a part of it. Cause now it turns from a, like a marriage coaching show to a journey, like our journey. And then we try to help people from that. Mm -hmm. So the show had to pivot. It had to evolve. And each and every, you know, each email I get, the majority of them do say, I'm so glad you have Jeannie on the show. It's great to get her perspective. It's great to get, you know, her input from a woman's side about what's going on. So, yeah, it's not, it's not your dream per se. It's mine but you're a part of my dream. So now if you no longer want to be a part of the podcast, then that's all you need to do is tell me and I'll, I'll, no, pivot, I'll pivot again. That's not that. I just, like I said, I don't, I don't have the vision for it that you do because it's not something that I originally planned on being part of. And it's not, um, it's not always the forefront of my mind. Because there's so many other things. I mean, duh. Our, our life is full of stuff. Yeah. People, things. Um, I have things of my own that I want to do that I'm still struggling to accomplish. So I really hadn't... I have ideas of where I wanted to go. I have some th thoughts on, you know, what could come of it. A possible spinoff of my own. But I'm I really haven't fleshed any of that out because I just haven't felt like it's the time or the place sure. for that yet. Well, the I'll tell you what really not just our, our marriage in general and what it continues to grow and evolve into, but the time that we went, we were asked to come and speak at a marriage conference mm -hmm. and so we went and we spoke and just naturally I don't know, it I don't know that all couples have the chemistry to go up in front of a group and talk and really be able to like 
spiritually and emotionally impact the people with the story. And so there was something special about what we did. Mm-hmm. I felt it in the room. I didn't only feel it in the room. We got the feedback that it was something special. And it was at that point where I was like, that, that was pretty amazing. And while I want to speak, I don't want to go speak by myself because I think, and, and I will go speak by myself. Obviously, I, I believe I will. But the impact that we can have together is so much greater because of how we do this. And there are plenty of marriage podcasts that are out there with a husband and wife. And they have their own story. And their story is impactful to people like them. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I look at this, I, you know, I go to the listener and I say, what is it you need? Because to this point, we open it up for listeners to send us emails. And those emails are like, okay, what are you going through or what topics do you need? And every now and again, you get a listener that sends you an email and another email and how about this topic and how about this topic? And so we'll kind of drive the show in that direction. And then there's things that's like, man, how can we help this group? There's a lot of downloads in the latter part of the, of the series or of the catalog. But some of these principles you can't understand unless you listen to what's been said before. So we will take and we will give you a new spin on an old topic based on where we are now because mm-hmm. we have evolved as a, as a marriage. And so what's the next, after these five years, most, I'm, I, there's over a million podcasts I think active in the world, which is small compared to 3 billion or excuse me, almost 8 billion people in the world that has less to do with anything. That's to say that there are so many podcasters that quit and I go look at people, some of which I've had on the show and people that I follow and they haven't put stuff out for over a year and I'm going, why did you stop? You had, you had a message you had a message that w- that impacted my life, and it's changing people. And because when you start out as a podcaster, you have these ideas like you listen to a show, and you're like, wow, that's awesome, and then you email. And you may or may not get a response from the podcaster themselves. And when you do, it's like, oh, this is amazing. And you have that expectation that when you start a show – and you ask emailers to email you or listeners, whatever, that you're going to get this flood of information. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. You've got to put the work in. You've got to build credibility with your audience. You've got, to, you've got to continue to do it. You've got to talk to this group like there are thousands or millions of people listening. Because as long as it's out there, people have the opportunity to go back. And I get it now where it's like, I went all the way back to the beginning and I downloaded every episode and I'm binging, I'm binging your, your material. And I've seen that happen. But a lot of times when there's a podcaster that blows up, it's like somebody who, like a singer or an actor, they didn't start yesterday. It's been a long, grueling process. And because they're just now on the scene doesn't mean that they just started yesterday. There's years of work behind this. 
There's years of failing, putting yourself out there. There's years of, you know, or times of not hearing from a soul. And you have no idea if you are making a difference or not. Because it's not typical for people to email into your show. Um, unless you have, you know, millions of followers. And then you're probably getting way more than you can handle. And so I made a commitment because I felt like it was, I tied my faith to it. I tied my faith to it in such a way where I said, if my wife and I, who are, are, are willing and have had all these challenges, can make it in marriage, then I believe anybody can who wants to. And I can't not put this out. And this is the medium I chose because it's the one I love. I mean, I, heck, I listen to it driving down the road. I listen to podcasts in the gym. I listen to podcasts as I do my work because it's a medium that I love. So what do you, the listener, what do you need? What do you want? And, I mean, we, we're over 40,000 downloads now, which to me is a big deal. It's not, it's not Joe Rogan who's getting several million a day. <laughs> hmm. But that's all right. Um, but what do you need? What would you like to see? I've, I've, had, I've had some of the guys talk about getting, starting a group where guys can get together and talk about marriage. And I have an idea for that. So let me tell you about a little bit about what my vision is. And then I'd like to hear what some of your ideas are, honey, just to see what you're kind of what you're thinking and, and where you're at. Cause I'd like to know, um, you know, they, you always hear stuff and people say failing is not an option. I'm here to tell you failing is always an option. <laughs> it's always an option. And you need to know that. Just have a garden with rabbits. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to know that failure is an option because if you don't do the work, you're going to fail. And that's a good thing because you need to put the work in. Sometimes you're going to fail when you put the work in. Shoot, I should say most of the time you're going to fail when you put the work in. And that's a good thing because it challenges you to get better. It challenges you to grow. The position I'm doing now, the company that I've worked for going on 24 years, I've had some really difficult times and challenges within this company. You're bound to. But I'll tell you, the division I'm in now is, I've been told, is is the most difficult division within the company. I didn't know that when I picked it, but I have a deep appreciation for it because I know the experiences I'm having now. I just told a guy this the other day. The experiences you are going through now, the you 10 years from now needs you to go through it, to learn it, and develop yourself now. Because that guy a year, five years, 10 years down the road needs that preparation for the calling you're going to walk in. I'm learning invaluable stuff. I'm learning a lot about myself. And that's what hard and difficult times teach you. And there's wins in there. 
but it's necessary. And that's, and there's going to be hard and difficult times in your marriage. And it, it's not likely not going to be to the degree that Jeannie and I have gone through. But I'm here to say, you know, it's important to know what you, the listener, would would like, what would you like to know, what do you need? Recently, Jeannie and I went to a conference because she is, she is an author. And she went to meet some of these ladies who write books like she writes. And it's pretty dynamic. There's, a, there's something about the experience of going and meeting these people who you read their book and then you meet them in person. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell me, tell me how it felt for you to meet some of these authors. Well, some of these people I talk to, you know, like online and stuff. So you kind of have an expectation when you, when you meet somebody online. But when I met them in person, they're, I don't know, it just made me feel good because they're not these like actor types or overly exuberant. Now there are a few, I'm not going to lie. There are a few that are a little over the top, but you have them in every group. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one in particular that I really connected well with. We have a lot more in common than just writing. So, um, you know, she loves hockey. So that, that really put her on top of the list. Yeah. But, um, not to mention we love the same team. So that, that's beneficial, but it was kind of nice because I didn't realize it. The, the book of hers that caught my attention that first put her on the map with me is actually the book that put her on the map with everybody. And when that one took off, her career took off. And it was like her 11th book that she published that finally put her on the map. There you go. So it just kind of reaffirmed for me that, you know, it's not going to be an easy road, but I'm not the only one traveling it. That's right. And it, it helps to know, it helps to kind of humanize these people Mm -hmm. and it helps to humanize somebody because I've already envisioned like, you know, athletes, when they go before a game, we, we are taught, envision yourself. Close your eyes and envision yourself doing what needs to be done, being successful, running the play, et cetera, et cetera. And it's very impactful on how you go about your business. So I'm doing that a little bit now with speaking. And it's just, it's interesting because of how what we are going through about being afraid to do it. And I think it'll be really impactful for people when they meet us to say, these are regular people going through regular issues. And it encourages you because it demystifies, it demystifies the idea that you have to be something, quote, special to do something great when you don't. Now, there are special things about us, but we're not special people. We're people who said yes. Mm-hmm. We're people who acted on being willing. We're people who chose our marriage because of the commitment we made. And we're just regular people. And regular people are freaking awesome because they're doing it without the limelight. They're doing it without the wealth. They're doing it without the wild recognition And they're doing it in front of the people that matter, which is their family. So 
at some point, yes, I would love to come to the point where we could put together our own conference. And we had talked about that years ago, being able to do a marriage conference. And then Tony and Elisa did one, and I thought it was wonderful. That conference changed the course of our relationship. And we were already doing the podcast. So I would love to do that sometime. Now is not the right time. So that will not be now, but it, at some point I would love to do it. I have got to come through on the video side of this podcast because there are people who have asked for it. Jeannie has told me, I'm not listening to a podcast. I will watch a video. But I don't want to be on one. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm not a fan of being on camera. But if that's the route we take, then that's the route we take. But what is, I mean, you're okay with your voice being out there. What's the camera thing? I like sitting here in my jammies in our home office and doing things my way. I don't. Why can't you do the same? I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it would be right if you're going to publish it in video for us to be doing a podcast and me sitting in my jammies. They're going to see you basically from the neck up. You're wearing a Texas hockey shirt. Why couldn't you wear that? Now, I'll, I'll, I'm wearing a man versus marriage shirt. That's I just, don't have any yet. You'll have one soon. I'm working on it. Okay. Freaking detractor. <laughs> <laughs> don't go put an episode. Don't put a review on the show, woman. Um, but yeah, just... I. I'm like, hey, please. It just takes more getting used to, that's all. It does. It's change. And for you, change is hard. I understand. Agreed. So, how many more people can we impact? How many more marriages if we get the video out after people have been asking for it? I'm the kind of guy who gets in my own way because I think everything has to be perfect. So, it's like, if it's not perfect, it can't be done. And so, I got to put an end to that. I got to get it figured out. I ultimately would love to go live sometime. And we've done live before. And we haven't built a brand live, so it's not like we're going to have 100 people show up when we go live. But there's some really fun things about going live because you interact with people in the moment, and it is fun. And then once that's done, I want to continue. I think next year I'm going to bring some more guests on the show. Guests that I believe can help our audience. I want to talk about some things that are hard to talk about. I want to talk about sobriety. I want to talk about suicide. Um, that's been on my heart lately. I, I haven't suffered with substance abuse, but I know... No, but you were impacted by it. I was impacted by it, and I know people that have had... And these are not, these are not people you're going to know that you could search up on the internet. These are real people that have a real life and have walked the real, the real course. And so I want them to come on and talk to you about sobriety. And if it's something you're struggling with, I want you to reach out for help. And it's been heavy on my heart lately too because the word just every once in a while, the heaviness of suicide just drops on my heart and how... I don't want these mothers and fathers to think that's the way out because suicide is not the way out. It's not the answer. It's absolutely not the answer. And so 
I want to have some guests on that talk about that, people who've struggled with those thoughts. Because our listeners around the world, I'm sure there's a number of them that, that do. Because when things get hard, sometimes you want to quit. But that's the ultimate quit. And there are people, there's a ripple effect that you may not be aware of. And you matter more than you think you do. And suicide is not the answer. So there's some shows that I want to plan and, and, and do that. Some of, my, some of my growth coaching techniques, what I'm doing to change my own life, uh, share my weight loss story, put it out there, you know, maybe bring on a friend of mine that I would love to introduce the man versus marriage world to. And she is an excellent trainer. And she absolutely changed my life radically. And I would love to have her on just to talk about what she does and, and how people can change their life, their health, and their mental and emotional state. I think it would be wonderful to have her on. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about it. But I want to bring the wonderful people that I know in my life to this show. I want you guys to know them. Here's the thing. All those people don't want to be known. So I have to leave it up to them. But I've got some fantastic people. And then one of the other things that I've been planning for a year, and some of these guys I've said, hey, you want to be on the podcast? I want to do a panel? They kick me in the balls. And they're like, yeah, thought you were going to have me on the show. I'm like, ah, I am. I'm just, it's got to be perfect. But it really doesn't. So, you know, that's where I can get like say two or three guys on a show from different walks of life to share their story and to talk about marriage. And for me, for them and for me, for us to coach each other up. And that's, you know, that's what I'm looking at. And then I'm going to, I know now that going and finding places for me to speak is what needs to happen relatively quickly but I don't know where to start actually I, do, I know where to start but I don't know which avenue to take so that I'm working through right now do I find out how much it costs to be coached by Ed Milet and go pay for it I think it's pretty expensive but when you talk about investments it'd be hard for it not to pay off <clears throat> or do I take this other course, you know, that I've been looking at and from a guy that I've followed for years and they help you develop it start to finish. So like Pinocchio, my fairy godmother can transform me into a real boy. Hmm. So that's what's interesting. And that's those are some of the thoughts I have about about this particular adventure. Thank you. So just talk to me a little bit, honey, uh, a cloud talk. What, like if, if you had, you have to think about it now. If you have to put something together for Julia Gulia's book, what are some things that you would like to see if this was your show? I don't know how to frame it up. Just what do you think? I don't know. I, I think I'd like to get more wives involved. I'd definitely like to have the female perspective brought in a little bit more because we have a lot of our listeners, the ones that write in are the guys <clears throat> and then they'll tell us, you know, I've talked to my wife and this is what was said. And, 
you know, we put our info out there or our help out there hoping that the wife is involved, but yeah. we don't really know because it's rare that the spouse will chime in or email back and say, oh yeah, I, I saw this and that. Recently that's happened. Um, yeah, it has. Which is pretty um, awesome. I'm glad she did too because um, it was a great email, but dude, y'all, you can't be that vague on things because we don't catch hints. We need we need the information. But anyway, um, I think I want to bring more more female interaction into the play. I do think um, there is another book in this from my side of things. I just haven't determined whether or not or how exactly I want to do that, if I want to do that. Oh, crap. I forgot. I'm writing a book. Eight pages. It's eight great pages. Have you read it? Yeah. You did not. It's eight pages. Mo read it. You ain't read it. You let me read it to help you edit, you dork. Oh, did you like it? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did see, you like it? See see how quickly he forgets the things I do for him? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, perspectives. <laughs> I think there is another book in me for this situation. I just don't know exactly what that looks like yet. Um, Ooh, I like that idea. You could actually write a novel series about a husband and wife. Mm -mm, I'm not writing a novel series. This is not fiction. Oh, okay. Never mind. Go ahead. No, I no. I have enough fictional characters in my head. I don't need extras. Um, I like the speaking idea. I like the conference idea. I just can't wrap my head around what that looks like. Yeah. Because of where our life is heading over the next couple of years and the changes that we have in store, I just can't get my brain to elaborate on that one too much. Um, From like, tell me, tell me what, what you mean? What, what does that look like? What do you, what do you think would, would hold us back? Having the proper care in place for the, the ones that would need to stay home. Even if they traveled with us, someone's going to have to take care of them. So it's a Hunter and Kirsten. Uh, yeah, that's a, a good piece of it. Gotcha. Um, the other part is we don't know if we will be taking care of someone else at that point. Um, you know, I don't know what my parents' situation is going to be moving sure. forward. So I, I kind of leave that door open just in case we need to step in to take care of anybody. I don't know if we do or we don't. Um, but if it's our calling... If it is our calling and we both feel like it is something It'll come. It's it's yeah. not it's a time frame thing. Yeah. But it's also because of that time frame thing, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around it. I mean, I I don't do well looking past a few months if I even get that far. Whereas you can plan out five to ten years and you could see what something looks like. I don't have that ability right now. <clears throat> not because I don't want to. Well, maybe it is partially because I don't want to, because there are so many other things to filter out. Yeah. And it takes me a while to do that. Um, as far as the podcast itself, we've discussed some series. There are some series that I'd like to try and get into. Again, it's a time thing because in order for me to, in order for me to really give what I want, there's some more research that has to be done and that's time consuming. Do you remember any of those series that you're talking about, just so we can float them out there for the audience? 
Um, I mean, we've had a couple that we've talked about redoing the sex series. We've talked about um, redoing some of the emotional intelligence and personal awareness type stuff. Most of the stuff that you guys get is our one-on-one, like what we're going through. But we also study on the side to help build ourselves up and we put those things into practice. And then that's where the show comes from because we've, we've studied, we've learned, we've taken something, we've processed it, we've used it in our own marriage to see, does this actually work for us? And if it doesn't, we'll tell you, this was an epic failure. It might've worked great for you. It sucked balls for us. We're not going there anymore. Should I try to get uh, Kim Anami on the show? No, (laughs) I am not doing any kind of vaginal lifting. No, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I am not a, a body lifter when it comes to that area of my body. Not, not at all. Bodybuilders are not meant to do those things. Um, in my, in my personal opinion, y'all do your thing. I, I have no desire to lift a bowling ball with that particular part of my body. She is, she is an expert. If you, I mean, she's got some great advice. She's got a few things that, that we have actually gone i'll warn you do not watch the videos to her youtube channel if you have any little people in the house and do not turn the volume up put your earbuds in just in case because she is she's more explicit than i am i think she does the tony robbins thing like yeah it's it's a shock value if you've never watched the netflix tony robbins i'm not your guru please go watch it it will it will help you but he uses language to shock your brain that you're not used to to get you in a state where you can change. And I think, I don't know if she does it on purpose, but I think that's, Kim does that. And she gets, she dabbles over into sex as almost like an act of worship of the body in a sense. Mm -hmm. But I, this is, this is this will be ill timed. I kind of eat the meat and spit out the bones, but there are there there are truths in there when it talks about connecting to your partner. That well, are and there's invaluable. some truth to what she's talking about with the the physicality of it too. There are some things that um, that physical connection and orgasm do for your body that other things can't. And she talks a lot about the well effed woman, and I see this is not touting me. I think intimately our sex life has gotten better than I ever could have imagined it. And some of the fruits of a well-effed woman and creativity and those types of things. And for, as from a guy, you know, you know, as that connection happens that I think are very valuable. I don't think we have a big enough E for explicit on the show uh, to bring her on, but I thought that would be funny to suggest. No, um, I, I don't know. There's some things that, um, we've talked about, but we just haven't done the shows on yet. I think they're kind of somewhere in a notebook someplace in the office. I don't know. But like I said, I, I don't, and it's not that the podcast isn't important to me, but I don't hone in on things. I like doing it raw. Yeah. I like doing it open forum. I, I don't like having scripted stuff now we do have sometimes we have notes and things that we're going off of because there's specific points we want to hit but well i think some of those series we did like when we mapped out your books and we did game planning for storyline 
when we did that for the podcast to make some series, I felt like it was really valuable for us because we learned more. It is, but I, like I said, I'm not in that mode of thinking at the moment because my focus is somewhere else on other pending goals. So I really haven't sat down and said, oh, I want to do this series and this series. I haven't really gone through all of that in quite some time. Now, I do have them written in a notebook that we've discussed before. I don't know all of them off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I do know that there is a lack in the female perspective, and I think it's really hard because, I, yeah, I'm a female voice, but I don't exactly resonate with a lot of females <laughs> because the, the the time is different, the personality is different, the um, way people feel about women's rights and what they consider those rights to be are very, very different than where I stand. Are you talking about like a, a super high influence on like the feminist type. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> click with the whole feminist thing. I mean, I there are certain things that I agree with and I believe in for women versus men, but it's not I don't know. I don't I don't resonate with what's out there currently. I feel you. And so, yeah, I know you do. So, it's like I I don't know how far of a reach my voice would have from a female perspective for well, another woman but well, here's no, our know. bodies and so we can only be ourselves. now if that means getting someone on the podcast that is more ultra feminism like some of the culture that's today i don't i don't like that because it's not the brand of culture that i that i stand for um i don't think just to say that i don't I don't think defining roles in a marriage is a dangerous thing because mm -hmm. I think you and your spouse define that and what somebody might say, you know, what somebody might look at and say to you, oh, you know, you, you're weak and you're weak minded because you're letting X, Y, or Z run your life. It's like, that's stupid because you as a couple Define your relationship. Yeah, and what works for you might not work for someone else. True, and what your strengths are, her strengths might not be. And so if you completely condemn the whole structure, like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, are there some things that can be unhealthy? Sure. But there are some things that are truly intimate and uniting and positive about that structure that helps promote a healthy view to the children that you're raising. And so I don't think I'd have a wild feminist on here or I don't know what men are men's ist is, but I wouldn't have that here <laughs> either. It's not the right. It's kind of not the right yeah. format. This is this format is based on our life journey and who we think can help because we are speaking to our audience. If we don't resonate with the listener, they're not going to listen. That's the beauty of what we're doing. Now, if if somebody has points of view that challenge my points of view, I'm cool with discussing that. But what you're talking about is like ultra activism, which to me destabilizes our culture. And 
makes it unhealthy. And I'll, I'll give you an example. I'd listened to this girl's podcast, and she was she's good at what she does. And I cannot remember the name of this podcast, but she was talking to like a therapist at the time. And she the reason she was talking to a therapist is because she had been spent so much time proving that she was a strong and independent woman that now when she wants a relationship with a man, she can't figure out how to connect. Mm -hmm. And she has gone so far in one direction, which is that independence, strength, I don't need a man. Now that she wants a man, she needs a therapist to help her undo the work that she's done because she actually wants a relationship. She wants to be able to connect, to have a meaningful connection. And that's the danger is that you can push her. Like Barry and Tina taught us, strength overextended becomes a weakness. It's like in my own personality. I'm a helper. I'm loyal. What happens when I overdo that? I become a people pleaser. I overextend myself. I do too many things. I let people down. So there is a lot of truth. And we have people that don't agree with our marriage. Don't They're, care. I'm okay that you don't agree with that. If you want to talk to me about it, if you want to ask why, if you want to challenge my position, that's fine. You can. Jeannie and I have clearly defined where we're at and what we want. We are Christians. We look at leadership in the home differently than some people who are more, much more traditional. Do I believe I'm the leader of my home? Yes. Do I believe I'm the protector? Yes. Do I believe, do I believe that our way of working through de deferring to the other, the other strength has been very profitable for us? Yes, because we are not competing with each other. Mm -hmm. If you're strong in this, lead in it. If you're strong in that, lead in it. We're relying on each other. Where we're weak, you are strong. You lead us in that direction. And that's how we've defined it. Ultimately, who is the head of our marriage? We are Christians. God is the head of our marriage. And so we take what we feel like he wants for our family, and we walk it out. And if the kids need emotional nurturing, they will go to mom. She is best suited for that. If they are afraid, they are scared, they need protection, naturally they will come to me. I am their father. That, I am your father. That is, that is the way it happens. Now, people can come to me and demonize me and say, I'm a member of the patriarchy and I'm ruining society. And I'll say, I disagree with you. And thank you for your input. <laughs> but you can look at the culture, at least in America. I can't talk about around the world. You can look at the culture and see what it has become and understand what happens when you go too far in one direction and you completely destabilize your culture. And so I don't know if we have people like that on the show. I don't, I don't think so, but more female input? Heck yeah. Who would be one of my first choices? Candace Ray. 
she has great perspective and she's a female. Yeah. So people like her, I think y'all would do a great job doing the show if she could fit it into her schedule. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, let's get some more female perspective on the show. I dig that. I think it's awesome. Anything else? No. Like I said, I really haven't put a whole lot of thought to this. I don't I don't consider this one of my personal dreams. I consider this one of yours that I am along for the journey with. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not something that, like I said, it's not something I fleshed out before. So I'm not sure where it's going to go with me. You got it. But you're here because you want to be. I'm here because I want to be. I'm here because you want me to be. I'm, I'm your ride or die. This is what we do. Good. That's all I need. I mean... I love being the quarterback for the show. I enjoy it. And if I ain't got nobody to pass the ball to. I think as we go through some of these things that we're going through now and, and some of the the changes and things start shifting a little bit, I'll have a better idea of what I want to put out and um, what, what it would look like. But for right now, I'm just going to take it as it comes. Yeah. Well, don't forget this piece, too, as we go to wrap up. I'm very futuristic. Yes. Not in the sense of Star Wars, but in the sense of looking down the path and seeing... Your future planning, forward planning. Yes. And so what I'm doing now, because it takes you much longer than it takes me... Simply because I don't... I, I struggle to see past the amount of stuff we have in a daily. I look at it as a strength because you help keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. So now that I've kind of given this to you, it's in like one of the episodes we just talked about. If you're aware of something, then you will start to pour a little bit of energy into it. And then your creative, your creativity will take over. And so you'll start to think about it. I'm just planting seeds. I'm going to allow time to water it. Okay. Well, as long as no critters get in and eat my seeds like they did outside, we're good. I can't promise that. I know. But I appreciate you being open and honest about it. Yes, this is one of my dreams. This is what I love to do this to help people. And you help me stay grounded. And you look out for me. Mm-hmm. Because I will put myself out there to a detriment to my own self. Mm-hmm. And so that's, what, again, where we complement each other. Mm-hmm. Me stretching you to put yourself out there a little bit more and you reining me in so I don't put myself out there as much. But honestly, if you're an emailer to the show, Jeannie and I talked about this. This is another part that we do want to talk about just real quick before we close. And that's we're going to we don't know where or when, but we're going to try investing some more time in you personally. Our man from Trinidad. Jack from Trinidad, we love you, man. We appreciate you listening. We believe in you. We've already had some conversations. Each time we do, I think I think your perspective changes, and it helps Jeannie and I learn more about you. Our man from Utah, Jack from Utah. I'm really, I'm really fond of that dude, even though he's a Utah fan. I'm very fond of him, and... We need to check on the, in on him soon, which I do from time to time. My man up in Minnesota, Jack in Minnesota. 
I got nothing but respect for you, bro, and the journey you're on and the things that you're facing and the challenges you've had. There's a couple guys that don't listen to the show, but that we work together. A lot of respect for what it is they're doing and the change in their life. My other guy down south somewhere, I don't know where you're from, but you gave me a roll tide, so you already are awesome. <laughs> and now our folks from South Africa, we are rooting for you, and we will invest in you. And there are other people in various parts of the world that will email us, and we're going to try to connect with you so that we can help strengthen you. Because my hope is when this show impacts you, you go out and you impact other people. Maybe share an episode with that guy or that gal. And hopefully they connect and then we get the ripple effect out of it. We broaden the platform and we help build people in marriages. And that is the way that we do it. So we can't do any of this. We can't grow any of this without you doing your part. So please continue to do that. Find 10 people that you can share an episode with. Find 10 people that you can talk to and impact, and impact their life positively. And start to create more ripples outside of this show so that we can build this particular culture. We can grow marriages that are healthy. We can grow healthy individuals and we can help each other change our life for the better. That's what we are calling for. That's it. That's it. This episode, the cloud episode. Thank you for doing it, honey. Welcome. It's important to me. I can't wait to listen to it, to see what we've said and to mm -hmm. learn from us because I do that. Any final words? Nope. All right. She's Gina Moran. I'm Quincy Moran, the Alabama fan. Roll Tide, everybody. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. <laughs>